Please listen carefully. Psych Essentials is a show about learning psychiatry. It's fun and educational, but should not be taken as medical advice or opinion. So kick back and try not to worry about those glaring ego deficits. We like you anyway. Hey, James. Are you ready for more Psych Essentials? I'm absolutely ready for more Psych Essentials. Awesome. So, Lindsay, I want to tell you about this patient I saw. I think I need to do it in a more structured way. Maybe by categories. Right, because otherwise I'll just ramble. Exactly, and it's hard to follow. <laughs> Let's talk about this in a more structured way. Let's do it in the form of a mental status exam. I was going to say, in fact, this more structured way could be mm-hmm. the mental status exam. Yeah, so we have a whole series about different parts of the mental status exam, but talk at the beginning about what is this thing? Yeah, so the mental status exam is first off a really good way of describing someone in in a systematic way Mm -hmm. so that other providers could look at what you wrote and be able to picture the patient. I think of it as kind of analogous to a physical exam. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. It's sort of similar to that. Mm -hmm. Where like two people might see slight variations, but the goal is to describe what you're seeing in front of you. And so in the same way, does the mental status exam help you to figure out diagnosis and treatment? Well, I think it helps give you data, but it is not in and of itself diagnostic. Mm -hmm. Does the mental status exam change over time? Absolutely. Good question and great setup. Um, I think that it does because even throughout a person's day, even from, you know, minute to minute, they could be in a pretty different Mm -hmm. space. Okay. The idea is to sum up all to the best that you can, like all of where someone's at emotionally, physically, where their their mind and body is at, mm-hmm. at a particular point in time when you're seeing them. So, yeah, that's what I, I was just thinking. It's like a snapshot in time. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a photograph. In words. In words. A thousand words. Hopefully not. Let's be concise. Let, let's, let's not use a thousand words. In an effort to do that, there's some, just like a physical exam, you describe each kind of organ system or body part. Mm -hmm. Similarly, in a mental status exam, there's a number of categories which are pretty consistent across a standardized mental status exam. Right, right. So why don't we start with the first one? Yeah, absolutely. The first couple I think of are things that you gain right when you look at someone or right when you are interacting with someone for the very first time. So before they even say something to you, you can start to collect your data. Yeah, absolutely. And so the first category in the mental status exam is appearance. Again, you're trying to be objective in your assessment. There are a few things that I always like to comment on. I usually start with um, the person's gender as as express it outwardly. I'll often comment on their race or ethnicity. And then age. Yeah, and I and age I often use as like in a kind of categorical data. So rather than saying eighteen year old, I'll say teenager. Kind so of, more general. Yeah, exactly. So if we put those three together, you know, I might say Caucasian female teenager or elderly African American man brief descriptor and each of those two things give you a mental image right away of a very different person absolutely the next thing we'd want to look at would be what the person is wearing and Mm -hmm. what their grooming is like so you might start with looking at how they do their hair for example Mm -hmm. so like what what might that be like so i mean some things that might stand out are um good hygiene like if their hair is like nicely 
um, kept or, you know, if there's something more distinctive about their hair, like if they have a big mohawk. Right, right. Um, or a huge beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some other things that you might want to look at are, are more distinctive features of appearance that might be unique to the individual. Like if they have lots of tattoos, what the content of those tattoos is could be pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have lots of piercings, any physical abnormalities that are um, noticeable, like prominent scars, or if they have um, any tubes um, due to medical illness, if, you know, for example, if they have a trach, or even something like a hemicraniectomy. Oh my gosh, I saw this guy in the hospital last week, and he had, he had just had neurosurgery. Really? And had made it, one, very distinctive, but it also sort of was pertinent to why why he was there and right. what was happening. So I bet you included that description uh, in the mental you status know exam. You I did. Yep. Um, and then as you kind of continue, you see what the person's wearing. Are they... In street clothes, are they, you know, sort of casually dressed? Are they wearing a hospital gown? We see lots of people in the hospital, mm-hmm. and so that's that's pretty common for us. Yes. Um, and then, like, how they're sort of positioned. Are they, like, seated comfortably? Are they in bed? We see folks who are in restraint sometimes, and so mm-hmm. I like to comment on, you right. know, whether, whether that's the case sure. or not. And the idea through going all of this is not so much to kind of, like, judge the person. I, I was just going to say that. I bet people who are listening to this might worry that this is going to be, like, a judgy totally. situation. Because you're describing, like, what someone looks like. And, and you're picking and choosing descriptors. Totally. I absolutely agree. But I think the idea is to kind of pick key things that will that will help. And, and we'll talk a little later maybe about, like, how to pick. The idea is that what someone once told me, like, based on your the appearance that you've given, you should be able to pick this person out of a crowd. You're trying to be distinctive in, right. in how you comment on the person. That makes sense. All right. So let's go on to the next category. We talked about appearance. And next would be behavior. So this is the next big category after appearance. In the mental status. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So some of the one of the first things that you might want to comment on is the attitude of the patient in their interactions with you. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, are they making good eye contact with you? Are they kind of staring off into space? Are they making mm-hmm. intermittent eye contact? That would definitely be one thing um, to include in the mental status exam. And then the, the second part of attitude is just how well engaged are they in the conversation that you're trying to have? A lot of people are very cooperative with mm-hmm. interviews, but some people are much more guarded. If they're paranoid, they might be very guarded and suspicious. And so if the first half of that is is attitude, like mm-hmm. what are they then the second part of that would be like activity. Like mm-hmm. what do they actually look like? Like what are they doing with their body in the chair or wherever you wherever you're at? Um, and this I kind of think of this on like a spectrum almost from like Feeling being like real like slow, like moving through molasses in space, like mm-hmm. or maybe they're just not moving at all. They're like sitting there very stoic. Or alternatively moving all over the place, right. bouncing all over the room. They can't even sit in their chair. You think about like a kid who's like bouncing, they're like out of the chair, they're playing, they're like not even ready. So that's our spectrum. Not right. moving at all to potentially Going all over the place. Yeah, to being all over the place. I can't even sit down. Um, and so how would you, what word would you use to describe that kid that's bouncing all over the place? Yeah, so I guess I'd say he's like, well, I mean, I, I guess I'd use the word like hyperactive. Okay. Um, or um, I think that, so hyperactive is one. This maybe not as the kid, but like agitated is sometimes mm-hmm. a word. Sometimes you see people who are like really Psychomotor agitated. agitation. Yeah, exactly. Which describes kind of both like their mental state and their like the, the motor part mm-hmm. is the agitation. 
another part of of their physical activity would be certain movements that they're exhibiting that might be noteworthy. For example, if someone has a tremor that you can mm. see whether mm-hmm. where the tremor is, is it in their head? Is it in their hands? Does it happen at rest or is it only with movement? Does it happen on only one side of their body? Some other things to note would be if the patient is having any evidence of dystonia where they have highly contracted muscles. Um, this has important implications for treatment with certain medications. Right. right. Um, or, or if they're just moving all over the place in some ways, but in like a more stereotyped form, like choreoform movements, for example, if the patient has Huntington's disease. Right, right. Yeah. Repeated contractions. Maybe they're, you know, like they're having sort of this like spastic almost contractions of mm-hmm. their muscles mm-hmm. um, pertinent to comment on. The third thing in the mental status exam, we've talked about appearance, we've talked about behavior, and then the third thing would be speech. Is the first two you can just look at the person and, and ascertain, but the third one, and from here on out, you do actually have to talk to them. This is psychiatry. This is psychiatry. You have to talk to people. <laughs> um, okay, so what, Lindsay, what makes up speech? So there are four main things that typically comment on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first would be the rate of the speech. For okay. How quickly are they speaking? And there are a number of different terms that you can use to describe that rate. Okay. So you could say it's slow, it's normal, so to speak. Um, it's rapid or it's pressured. And the term pressured, I like to think of for people who are almost uninterruptible with how quickly they're speaking. Mm-hmm. Like almost like they can't get the words out fast exactly, enough. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that would be rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing that we could comment on is volume. So are they shouting at you? Is it really mm-hmm. loud? Or are mm-hmm. they whispering? Right. Um, or are they not saying anything at all? That would certainly be something to comment okay. on too. Mm-hmm. The next thing to comment on would be their rhythm or their cadence. Is okay. it a normal cadence? Mm-hmm. Is it very flat and monotone? That mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. that would be part of rhythm. There's like all sorts of esoteric things you can talk about rhyming and you can talk about clanging mm-hmm. and like all these kind of particular oddities that, that people will kind of engage in. Mm-hmm. But I think you're trying to think like, does this sound like a normal sentence? Are they exactly. like forming? Does it sound like a conversation? Does it sound like this lovely podcast? Exactly. Um, But if you were to listen to this podcast on double time, it would probably sound rapid, right? It would sound rapid. If you were listening on half time, it would sound slow. Um, And if you blasted the volume, it would sound loud. It would sound loud. The next thing to comment on would be quantity. So Mm -hmm. how much are they saying? Are they not saying anything at all? Are they saying so much that you can't get a word in edgewise? And some of that obviously relates to the rate Mm -hmm. at which they're talking totally and i think part of that too is is how quickly they're answering your questions does Mm -hmm. it feel like a normal conversation or are there these long pauses where you Mm -hmm. ask a question you sit there i would call that latent if someone's taking a long time to get back to you as opposed to spontaneous and fluid contrasting those two things definitely at this point we've talked about the first three components of the mental status exam we've talked about appearance or what someone looks like Mm -hmm. behavior or what they're doing and speech which is what they sound like we've talked about a lot of different categories but the thing is not every person needs every single description so let's think about maybe when we could highlight 
which qualities, how to pick what to include okay. in your mental status. So let's do an example. I actually have one in mind. You have one in mind? Okay. You tell me about him. I'll see if I can pick him out of a crowd. So appearance. Thin, ill-appearing, middle-aged man, missing his left ear, poor hygiene, disheveled, red hair, holding a paintbrush. Okay. Behavior and attitude. He is uncooperative with the interviewer with intermittent eye contact. He exhibits psychomotor agitation and restlessness. Okay. For speech, he is speaking with rapid rate, loud volume, normal prosody, and increased quantity. Mm, okay. And a, and a French accent? We. Oui. <laughs> okay. So I have a distinct feeling that you're describing a certain French artist in the countryside in the late 1800s. Indeed. Is it Vincent Van Gogh? You are correct, James. All right. So, I well, I am very proud of myself that I picked him out. It was um, the left ear, wasn't it? Was it was the left ear. Yeah. That was, see, that, yeah. that was key. I, let's go back and talk about what you included and then maybe why you included it. Sure. So in your appearance, how did you decide like what to say about Mr. Van Gogh? Well, I think some of the key characteristics was that generally he's just not well-appearing man. Okay. And what factors into the into his not looking well is uh-huh. the fact that he's thin. Uh-huh. I think I actually say that he, he looks ill-appearing, and some people do. They just have a chronically ill appearance to them. They mm-hmm. don't look healthy. Right. I also looked at his hygiene, and he seemed disheveled, and so I, I comment on those things, and I think all of those things contribute to this not doing so well appearance. Yeah, and you said he was missing his left right. ear. And I feel like listing key physical abnormalities is really important because mm-hmm. that can be very distinctive. Absolutely. Okay, so then you described his behavior and how right. did you decide of the various things we talked about, what did you pull out as the most important? Certainly, I think you have to follow by, you know, include the two categories under behavior. So that would be his attitude and yeah. his psychomotor activity. Yeah. So in terms of the attitude, this is someone in my mind who almost looks manic, and we'll talk more about mania later. Yeah. But typically manic people, if they're acutely manic, can be difficult to interview and they they might be uncooperative. And so that that's why I picked out that particular word. Um, because he wasn't very into the interview, his eye contact wasn't that great. He was okay. very distracted, in other words. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the activity, psychomotor agitation, that word that we talked about earlier, I thought would be a good descriptor of this person. Yeah, I got the sense that he was up, he was doing things, he was not like was sitting, cooperating with you. Yeah. And then in terms of his speech, what all seemed relevant to you? I think just how quickly he was speaking, how much he was saying, and the yeah. you know how loudly he he was saying it were all the things that were pertinent to this person's mental status exam. Totally. And I got the sense that he was talking loud, he was talking fast, and it was probably hard to get a word in edgewise. I also think that if someone has an accent, like you commented on his French accent, that's relevant and it gives you a sense of who is this person. Where are they from? Totally. Mm -hmm. So today we've talked about the start of the mental status exam, what it is, why it's important, and then the first couple categories. We talked about appearance, behavior, and speech. So we'll keep going over the next couple of podcasts. In the meanwhile, thanks for listening. Please check out our website, which is psychessentials.org. Psychessentials.org. We'll leave some more content if you're interested in reading more about the mental status exam. We can also include some examples so that you might get a better understanding of what this looks like when it's actually documented. Totally. And tell us what you want to hear about in the future. What sounds good to you? 
You can also find Psych Essentials on iTunes. Um, you can rate, you can comment. Please do that. Please. We want to say thank you. Our music is from Javier Suarez off of his album, Tumbling Dishes. There's a link on our website. As always, people, places, and details are changed in our podcast to protect confidentiality. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time or online at psychosentials.org. Bye. Bye. <laughs>